Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, September 3rd, we look at Lesson 10, Meekness and the Crucible. Together, let's see how meekness is not weakness, but strength in Christ. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, here we are at Lesson 10, Meekness in the Crucible, and our memory text comes from Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, and it says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. You know, I just shared this with the class. Meekness is not weakness. <laughs> uh, this is the first thought that came to my mind, Buster. Exactly. <laughs> meekness is actually strength because it is comes from a place of patience and peace that's found in Christ and therefore allows itself to shine out. And so blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Mm. Uh, yeah. And so I, I love this here. It talks about in the uh, Sabbath afternoon's lesson. Sometimes the Bible translates this word as humble. Again, humility isn't a character trait uh, seen as desirable by, by most cultures either. So humility is, is not seen as something good. As a matter of fact, I, I wasn't chastised for it here recently, but, but sometimes when you're humble, people take that as, oh, he's not sure of himself, right? Yeah. And then and then there's self-deprecation too. Like I'm not telling us to self-deprecate, but we are called to look at others as equal to ourselves. And so therefore, that's humility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so tell, tell us a little bit more about Sunday's lesson, Michael. Broken bread and poured out wine. Well, it's a very interesting combination uh, here, but uh, the idea that part of what meekness entails is this idea that uh, you invest yourself into others. And it's as you um, invest in others. And and there's this reference to Oswald Chambers and his famous statement about broken bread and poured out wine, you know, Jesus being broken for us to serve. And it's in that serving that, um, God then uh, fills. Uh, and so we, we don't hoard it to ourselves, but we, we share freely of ourselves and out of our brokenness and out of our lives we give. And uh, I think sometimes people think, Buster, that if you follow Jesus, then everything's going to be really great for you. You're not going to have any problems. I'm, I'm combating that almost every day in people's theology, right? Right. Yeah. Or, or, or I've done something bad, so therefore God is, God is punishing me. Yeah, exactly. So this, and almost the sort of prosperity gospel that's out there. Uh, and, and sometimes I think it's not even very conscious that people think of it's like the subconscious. So something bad is happening to you. What what did you do? You know, you <laughs> did deserve this, you know, <laughs> the fruit of whatever. And, and sometimes there's just not any good reason why no and there isn't um you know i'm I'm reminded of dan jackson uh former nad president i only had a chance to meet him a a, a few times but um, now working at the nad he is a deeply beloved leader of our church and what's here's what's really interesting to me is that not only you know people remember he was just down to earth he would sing in the hallway and and just these very personal anecdotes of how deeply he loved jesus but i I listened to his memorial service last week right and um 
he he had um, I think it was some kind of cancer. I don't remember what kind, but some kind of cancer. And and someone asked him right at the end earlier this year before he passed away. You know how how can you be so optimistic and so in the midst of all of this? And he said um, words that are still kind of lingering in my in my mind. Um, if not me, then who else? In other words, you know, here he'd been a church leader and all these different things, but but of all the people to have to suffer, he should be the one uh, because he had faith and hope. Amen. And, uh, and so, and I think that's a, an example of meekness. You know, he's not kind of this kind of exceptionalism, you know, here I serve the Lord faithfully as a pastor and all these different things. Um, and, and I think there is that tendency where we tend to think of, well, I did all these things. So therefore I deserve, uh, I deserve, you know, God owes me kind of thing, yeah, right? And entitlement. Entitlement. Yeah. yeah. And, and by the way, that's also what our scripture text in um, the lesson here, Ezekiel oh, chapter yes. 24 Ezekiel's wife, I wish we knew her name, but Ezekiel's wife, um, she dies. And and God's using this sort of as uh, uh, parables, maybe not quite the right term, but as sort of a, a lesson from this tragedy and um, yeah, to to uh, that, that God was with him in the midst of this uh, tragedy and trying to teach the children of Israel uh, and um, at the very end, um, it says your mouth will be opened and no longer silent. And so here Ezekiel is tragic circumstances. And yet um, God speaks to him and and uses that as an, a, a way uh, to be able to uh, teach and share with the children of Israel. And I think that's, that's part of uh, our brokenness, our experience, even the tragedies of our life that God can, can work uh, through that. But sometimes we need a little bit of uh, grace and intercession. So uh, Buster. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Moses interceding for grace, uh, Exodus 32, one through 14, while Moses is, uh, actually, on the Mount Sinai, actually receiving the Ten Commandments, the people are down below with Aaron creating the golden calf, and they're worshiping it. And in uh, there in Exodus 32, God tells them what's going on, and God's like, I, you know, these stiff-necked people, I'm going to destroy them. And that's when we come here, verse uh, 32, verse 9. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and indeed is a stiff-necked people. Now, therefore, let me alone, that my wrath may burn hot against them, and I may consume them, and I will make of you a great nation. Then Moses pleaded with the Lord his God and said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? And I love here verse 14. So the Lord relented from the harm which he would do to his people. Now, uh, the lesson brings out an important uh, um, fact here, which is that this was a test for Moses to see his character and his character show, show, showed out, right? A lot of people say, yeah, God, let's go ahead and do that. Start over with just me, uh, bless me and forget the people. But Moses had something else that was different. Moses said, I care for these people. Um, you've called me to be a shepherd and God, I will be an under shepherd. And so therefore he interceded on their behalf and stood in the gap. And God not only listen to him, but God saying, yeah, this is what I chose and continually choose to do. So Moses, I want you to understand what I'm doing as well here. And it asks, uh, what reasons did Moses give for God asking the Lord not to destroy Israel? Just 
God, go back. What you've brought us through, you've given us time after time. Continue, God, to give us time after time. And and that's why God is slow to anger, right? Mm-hmm. He has a longest yeah. furrowing brow. It takes him forever to finally get to that point, but it does get to that point. I think that's the, the one thing that we're failing to mention this day and age, which God can move to a point of executing whatever he wants to, right? Uh, right. And But when he does it, he is still love. Uh, and uh, in all this, hopefully we understand that it is up to us in, in our lives to intercede on each other's behalves. Mm. I think sometimes we forget that prayer time is not about asking God, what do I want and what do I need? But prayer time is meant for us to intercede on behalf of each other. When Jesus right. prays the Lord's Prayer, our Father which art in heaven, he's praying, praying in the first person plural. And I think yeah. we pray so much in the first person singular, we forget about that intercession for one another and what it mm-hmm. does to our hearts when we actually pray for each other and not just ourselves. So, right. Michael, you're going to, you're going to say something or do we, we want to turn to Tuesday's lesson? Cause I'm excited about that too. Well, yeah, I just uh, kind of building on that of, of and I, I think they actually segue very nicely together because they do. it's not about loving those who hurt us, but um, how, how do we look at other people? Mm. And that's asking that question. I, I think that's this idea of intercession too, um, which is what you were saying was prompting me to think about this because when you see other people, do you see them as, you know, in their weakness, here's how I can exploit them. I, I had a friend of mine one time, he used to tell me, so I, I, I like to always try to figure out what people's weaknesses are so I can get them to do what I want them to do. Ouch. Like if, if I know all their dirt, you know, <laughs> then I can kind of almost manipulate them. If I'm just smart enough, then I can manipulate them behind the scenes and maybe they don't even realize I'm doing it kind of thing. And, and I always thought that's very disingenuous, right? Um, right. You know, do you see people, here's an opportunity and therefore I can control them. Or do you see them with an opportunity that here's a child of God that maybe they've made some mistakes in the past, but maybe I can help them on their journey to reach their full potential in Christ Jesus. And I, I, I just think that contrast is is just so significant and so so different. And how Jesus instructs us to teach those or how to engage with those who have hurt us. Mm. All of us, if we're honest, have experienced people who have not treated us fairly or nicely and, and maybe um, in worst case scenarios, even maybe fellow church members, right? Yes. Uh, fellow supposed believers in Christ. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, because they hurt the most, right? Exactly. It hurts more because you sometimes expect more and sometimes you receive less. I I get it. Yeah. And and Jesus teaches a fundamental principle of the gospel here in Matthew 5. um, And this is beautiful. uh, Beginning of verse 43. I'm not going to read all of it, but but the gist of it, love your neighbor, uh, or you've heard it say, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Yeah. And so Jesus just completely flips this. If it's the person that, you know, let's say is trying to manipulate you or whatever um, <laughs> to, to, or has hurt you, uh, those people, especially we need to love them and see even the best that Jesus would see in them as well. So I, I just think that's just such a, a fundamental principle of the gospel. All of us have gone through those kinds of situations, how we treat one another um, should reflect 
the very spirit of Christ, the selfless spirit of Christ. Um, but sometimes uh, the <laughs> bad things happen. <laughs> and maybe we don't need to, to always talk about them, Buster. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really nice segue there, Michael. Uh, Wednesday's lesson, a closed mouth. Now, you know, to add on to what you were saying, uh, yeah. This is about Peter, Peter in first, uh, uh, first Peter two, 18 through 25, but mm-hmm. talk about loving those who hurt you. Jesus, yeah. I believe was deeply hurt when oh. Peter denied him when he was on mm-hmm. the cross or when he was mm-hmm. on his way to the cross. Uh, yeah. He denied him three times. And then after he was resurrected and he saw Peter there on the beach, he asked him, Peter, do you love me? And he actually takes out this time to restore him. Right. So in other words, there, there are consequences, but the consequence was mm. I see this pain that's in Peter's eyes and I know he's yeah. going to follow me. And as a result of that, Peter became one of the greatest leaders of the church. Right. Was yeah. he flawless? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. But yeah. he restored him. And I think that's what we're looking at, Michael, is uh, in meekness. We're able to restore those broken relationships, restore those those hurts and those harms that, are, that, have, that have come to us. And sometimes we do it with a closed mouth. So first Peter chapter two, verses 18 through 25, Peter gives some advice here. Uh, Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. For this is commendable. If because of conscience towards God, one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it if you are beaten with uh, for your faults, you take it patiently, but when you do good and suffer, you take it patiently. This is commendable before God. But listen to this. For to you, you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you mm-hmm. should follow his steps. Uh, all right. So I, I, I will pause here just for a second and say, uh, let's let's take this into context, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So if you are at a job and you have someone who's physically abusing you it, mm. in this day and age, that is not appropriate, right? Uh, right. This day and age, though, with indentured servitude and oftentimes different types and forms of slavery, uh, sometimes they had to endure things that we did. You know, by the grace of God, we don't have to endure today. Although there's probably some places in this earth right now where people endure some of those things, and so he's saying if you can't get out of that. And you have to endure it. He's saying, remember our Christ who endured the worst and still did it with meekness, still did, did it with strength, right? And that is the highest form of strength. And so when he's saying follow in his steps, he's saying follow in the mindset of Christ of right. saying no matter what happens, no matter what happens to me externally, internally, mm-hmm. Lord, help me to be the same. Help me to follow after you. Help me to be meek. Help me to be hu- humble no matter what. Lord, whether I'm rich, whether I'm poor, whether I am exalted, whether I'm abased, Lord, and all these things help me to still be the same. And that is following after you with everything that I have. Uh, And so I think that is what is meant there by following his steps, because when you're ministering to people who can't get out of a, a horrible situation, uh, I think it's Tolstoy. Many people want to change the world, but few want to change themselves. Uh, And so that's the hardest battle. One of the hardest battles that we have to face is that battle of the flesh. And so continue to battle it. And although the world's telling you to do something different, uh, God's opinion, in my opinion, matters more than the world's. Um, God's opinion matters more than my opinion. Right. And some people would say that's foolhardy. That's crazy. Well, it's, it's, it's the life of a disciple. It's the life of someone who is striving. Now, 
Do I actually live that out and execute that? Absolutely not. Do I strive to and want to? Yes. And right. so that is the point of, of this text. So Michael, bring us home to our rock and refuge. So this kind of just uh, follows through in this whole thing this week that, uh, and if you read Psalm 62, which is the the text, the key text for uh, Thursday, uh, Thursday's lesson, and it talks about um, God being not only our refuge and strength, but um, it also talks about, um, it's not just one of uh, complete faith, but also the faith in the midst of the storm. And, and it talks about uh, verse three, how long will you assault me? And would all of you throw me down and this leaning wall and tottering fence? And you get this, this sense of, of conflict, of, of being attacked, of, of not, um, of, 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 of challenges, just repeated mm. challenges. How, how do you deal with that? Right. Yeah. That's what we're it? talking about in this lesson is, is that the Christian life often comes with uh, challenges. And uh, in, in verse four, surely they intend to topple me from my lofty place and take delight in lies. And with their mouths, they bless, but in their hearts, they curse. Uh, these, these are the kinds of things where the real life, um, where you, you know, people that you count on that turn around and, and, stab you in the back and this kind of thing. You feel like you're about to get thrown down from a pinnacle. Uh, right. these, this is the reality of life. And yet, um, Psalm, this Psalm, and this is actually one of David's Psalms yes. that he actually wrote because it's identified as such, uh, although we don't know exactly when he wrote it. Um, and, and he comes back and says, yes, my soul find rest in God and my hope comes from him. Mm. And so God promises to be with us in the midst of the storm. Uh, and in verse eight, trust in him at all times, you people put or pour out your hearts to him for God is our refuge. So uh, God doesn't promise to save us from the storm, but he will provide that stability. He will provide that refuge uh, to be with us through the storm storm and Breach. that's that's the beautiful thing yeah. that uh, <laughs> we, we, we all need to i need to be reminded of that buster yeah, I, yeah. I know i do yeah so uh it's just a, a beautiful uh reminder whatever our listeners may be going through in in, in your life uh chances are i mean if you're human <laughs> <that's> <laughs> right. yes real about life uh you you're facing something that's going on and uh and that's part of the beauty of being able to pray for one another and to see the opportunity to build our brother or sister up in jesus christ i love that yep and so hopefully we take those opportunities when they arise to us and we don't let them fall to the wayside but also that we make the opportunity because sometimes we're like well if, if if it comes up i'll do it but no like seek out intentionally to to lift up your brother to lift up your sister to make amends to restore be intentional yes yeah yeah well i think we've covered this lesson this week so it's exciting to see how all the different ways and uh i guess uh, coming back to the beginning meek is not weak amen <laughs> with that we'll put a wrap for another week uh this is soup and swoops signing, signing out, out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. 
We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.